Hello and welcome to the Double Pipcast. My name is Cam and I've got my brother Dave with me. Say hey, hello, hey. Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, so this is our uh, our first episode of the Double Pipcast. Uh, like I said, my name is Cam. And really the reason why I wanted to run this podcast is, A, I love listening to podcasts. I listen to them at work while I'm mowing the lawn, on my way to work. Uh I love the the people who do the podcasts, um, mostly gaming podcasts, but uh, they're they're an awesome alternative to listen to the radio while you're uh, wasting time. Um, this episode, I really want to just introduce all the listeners out there, whoever's listening to this, what the what the Transformers TCG by Wizards of the Coast is all about. Um, you know, kind of talk about the rules, talk about our experiences with the game so far, and uh, go from there. My hope would be to, uh, in the future, talk about the meta, talk about the rules roundups that they do every week, and even at some point, maybe bring on a designer or uh, some competitive players and, and interview them um, for your guys' entertainment. Um, Dave, uh, let me turn it to you. What was the uh, like the first interaction with the Transformers brand like overall that you can remember? The first time you ever interacted with it? Good question. I think uh, usually people remember the toys, but um, I think it goes back to that Cartoon Network TV show. The uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was our Armada, but it was that was a uh, my favorite. But I just remember how uh, awesome and uh, cool. I remember when they introduced Minicons into the series. Um, I always thought those were the best. So you've got me. That's something I have. I've never watched Armada. So I started the first time I ever got into Transformers was uh, my grandpa gave me a. It had to have been a re-release of a G1. Optimus Prime, he like came with his his whole truck bed and everything. He came with uh, the roller drone and all that, but it was must have been like an anniversary figure in the early 90s. But then the first show I watched had to have been Beast Wars. Uh, What's what was Armada about? Like, do you remember it all besides the Minicons? Um, you know, I think uh, the most I remember um, is just Transformers defending Earth. Uh, I always remember the Decepticons had a base on the moon, and it was always the most ominous scenes, seeing uh, Starscream, Megatron up there. Do you uh, know what the Autobots base is called in uh, the Generation 1 show? No, I don't. What is it? Teletran 1. It's like a s- spaceship that crashed millions and millions of years ago in the side of a mountain and they never like dig it out through the entire cartoon they just leave it like every time it pans <laughs> in to a scene it's like a crashed spaceship and it's That's like cool. a, it's got an artificial artificial intelligence and things like that that alert them when the decepticons are near and all that jazz yeah i remember their high-tech base but that's cool yeah so the uh, the Transformers trading card game, um, for those of you listening, the first time uh, Dave has ever played this was actually last Christmas. Um, Dave, you and I played it together, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had bought the Metroplex character kit myself, and uh, I got it basically double gifted from my brother for, uh, I guess you'd call it like a gift exchange. And uh, I just, I let him have it because I already owned it. Um, so that was the first time uh, we actually played it together. Uh, Dave, have you played the the game at all since then? Uh, I think, you know, you and I played it a couple times. Um, I haven't really picked it up since then. Uh, only times I've really experienced it were using the Metroplex deck. Yeah. 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 So the um, to kind of catch you up and anybody listening with what the Transformers trading card game is. So it came out in September uh, and it was just called Wave One, the Transformers trading card game. And uh, since then, they've come out with a second set in March called Rise of the Combiner. So it brings in all of your favorite combiner bots, such as Devastator, Predaking, and Optimus Maximus. And then about maybe two or three weeks ago, they came out with War for Cybertron Siege 1, which actually uh, aligns with the toy series that they're also doing. Um the wave one a big thing with the wave one and a little bit of wave two i believe the art for all of those uh character cards came from a transformers mobile game for the phone i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that yeah i guess it was a popular mobile game and the art's really good on these cards uh and yeah they just reused a lot of the art i guess to save money because they weren't sure if it was going to be a hit but for the third set all the character art is new by a new artist. I don't have his name in front of me, his or her name. Um, but so the card game, the designers designed it to be fast paced, casual friendly, uh, two player game with big giant robots. Uh, when you think of big giant robots, you don't really think of super strategic um, wars of attrition like Magic the Gathering where you have all these crazy combos and uh, your opponent may not even get a chance to play, right? So this is really fast-paced. It's fun. Uh, it's simple, but it's also got some depth, especially now that we're on our third release. There's some depth there too. Um, the Some of the basic rules... There's a 40 card minimum for your deck and every character card has a star cost. So you can't just play the most OP cards and you have a maximum of 25 stars worth of characters in your deck. So you can have two 10 costs and then uh, maybe like a weaker support character that costs five stars. That's 25 and that's what you run. What's the uh, what's the average star cost, you think, of the uh you know i don't i would imagine it's probably eight mm -hmm. uh there's only a few four cost characters uh some of them are in the metroplex deck like the like roller or not roller slammer the tank with only one side mm -hmm. and then yeah i'd, I'd say about eight yeah uh, once you start going to nine and ten and so on 
there's basically the star cost is a way of balancing the character. So they have uh, every character has two sides, a bot mode and an alt mode. So car, plane, spaceship, whatever. Um, so each side has a attack and defense cost that's different depending on how you flip it. The only thing they share is their health. So their health is the same on both sides. And you can flip once per turn, you can flip from bot to uh, alt mode. Mm -hmm. And then there's those abilities on there uh, on each side. So one, one side may say, when you flip to this mode, draw one card. And the other side may say, uh, when you flip to this mode, deal one damage to an enemy transformer. Mm. So, so those, go yeah. ahead. What's the catch? Why, do I just stack a bunch of super powerful 10-star cards? or? Uh, so the, the reason why you wouldn't want to do, let's say, uh, let's just make it easy and say two 12-star cards. Mm -hmm. You've got two characters. The other side could play four low-star cost characters and have a what, what they call a four-wide deck. Mm-hmm. As soon as you attack with a character, it's tapped sideways to indicate that it's inactive until the next phase of play. And then, so let's say I was the guy playing as a, a two wide deck and you had four, I would go and attack. You would go and attack and you have to attack to uh, pass the turn over. Mm -hmm. uh, then I go. I, I play my last guy, tap him, attack you. You now have one, two, three characters left to attack with because you have to basically tap out and tap all three of your characters in order to reset the play phase. Mm. So I get two attacks. You get one, then three uncontested, unanswered attacks from me. Uh, I, I can defend against them, but you get to go three uh, targeted attacks when uh, both my characters are tapped. Uh, so you would hope that your deck is set up in such a way that the two guys you have are, A, super beefy and, and are worth only running too wide, which a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some popular decks that do just two characters. Uh, Nemesis Prime and Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend is one that comes to mind off the top of my head. But that that would be the the detriment to to that would be just eating multiple attacks and only being mm. able to deal out two. Interesting. Two completely different strategies. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a ton and and to kind of dial it back a little bit. So your characters. Um, when you are looking to like buy these cards, you can buy them in these starter sets, which come with pre-constructed decks and cards that will most likely add up to 25. Uh, that way you can play them two-player right out of the box. and Or you have a competitive deck right out of the box. And then there's booster packs, uh, which come with eight battle cards, which are the cards that compose your deck. And then one character card. The character card is always going to be holographic on one side. And it can be common, uncommon, rare, 
or super rare, but you'll only ever have one character card in the deck. And then those character cards, as you know, Dave, are super big. Mm -hmm. They're the same size, if you're familiar with Magic, they're the same size as a commander card. It's like four inches by five inches or three and a half inches. So that's what comes in a pack. Uh, with combiners, they released cards that have their, instead of being um, one full side as one mode, they have their car and their alt mode on one side, and then the card actually bends in the middle. Hmm. And then on the other side, it's actually the a portion of the art. Have you ever seen those um, action figures, like the Marvel action figures, where you buy all five of them and you combine like mm -hmm. the parts to make a big dude? Yeah. Same idea. So like the other side of the card is like the leg of oh. a Transformer. And the other side is a very small picture of the car mode and a very small picture mm -hmm. of the Autobot mode. So fans so. of Yu-Gi-Oh! might think of Exodia. Exodia, all yeah. All pieces, Ex yep. Exactly. Um, and then for War for Cybertron, the set that just came out a couple weeks ago, they released the mini-cons you were talking about. They call them um, Battle Masters and I believe Micro Masters. Mm -hmm. And the Battle Masters, when they get knocked out, they actually have a weapon on the other side, like a, an upgrade. Oh, yeah. So as soon as they're knocked out, they actually you can attach them to any character on your field, and you yeah. get all the buffs that are in the little info. Yeah. What do you mean upgrade? Uh, so in case anybody doesn't know. Yeah. So the the game plays out like this. So you start the game with your 40 card decks, you have a 40 card minimum. You can go up from there, but anybody who knows about probability, uh, the more cards you have in your deck, the less probability you have of seeing some of the valuable cards you put in there. So a 40 card minimum, a 25 character minimum. There are uh, two types of cards, actions, and which is kind of like a if you're familiar with pokemon it's like a trainer card mm. and then there are uh, upgrades and there's three subtypes of upgrades which is utility armor and weapon so on a any given turn you can play one action and one upgrade Every Transformer card can take three upgrades, one of each type, utility, armor, and upgrade. Uh, uh, unless a card tells you otherwise. Like um, Predaking can take, uh, I think it's five upgrade, five weapons. Hmm. Or it's, I, I may be talking out of my rear, but I think, yeah, it, it can, some characters can take multiple weapons uh, or multiple upgrades. And some cards, like Brainstorm, is a action card that allows you to play two additional actions. Uh, so the basically the the combo ability is is pretty high. But so I don't. Do you? What do you remember of how the game played? Um. Well, I remember since I was using the Metroplex deck. Uh, my uh, what sticks out to me the most. I mean, it's it's a really fun game. But my favorite part was. Flipping Metroplex over, and I believe his 
his action um, for alt mode or the ladder, it was deploy um, another Autobot. And that I thought it made it made me feel like uh, like I'm actually playing with this massive city sized robot that's deploying more massive robots every time that you perform an action, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. and like, isn't it crazy how big Metroplex is? <laughs> yeah, you know, you you see it in the box, and it doesn't look as big as when you pull that thing out, and it's. The, the centerpiece of your your playing field it's crazy yeah it's like i think the my hand is just a little bit bigger than a regular transformers card mm-hmm. and yeah the metroplex card is humongous it's probably yes. twice twice the size it's insane yeah like the the thing about the way the game plays is, like I said, it's fast-paced, so you can only play normally two cards per turn, an action mm-hmm. and an upgrade. You can flip a character over from its car mode or alt mode to its bot mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do the ability on your character's uh, card info, like do an extra damage, draw a card whatever and then you can attack so there's not a lot there's some but there's not a ton of like stalling or pondering that you're going to be doing because you're not putting out a bunch of cards um to kind of set up a giant play it's it's Mm -hmm. pretty quick um i mean who knows like the extra sets may introduce that the most recent set and dave you haven't seen this but they introduced something. Did you ever play Yu-Gi-Oh? A little bit. I played more... Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. You remember trap cards? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they re- introduced something called Secret Action, which you play in place of your normal action, and the card actually says Secret Action on it. You play it face mm-hmm. down, and it will have a trigger effect on your opponent's turn. So if they attack you or if uh, they play yeah. an action, so it's basically a way to have agency on their turn. You've triggered my trap card. Mm. <laughs> yes, Pegasus. <laughs> uh, so the the object of the game, do you remember, Dave, how to win? How to win uh, Transformers? Yeah. Defeat the enemy robots. Yeah, so there's not, as of today, there aren't alternative um, win conditions. Like, what are the win conditions in Pokemon? It's been forever since I've played it. Oh, uh, you got your six, your six prizes on the, on the left or right side. You know, I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. But uh, you got your six face-down cards. Every time you defeat an enemy Pokemon, you get to flip one of those prize cards over and add it to your hand. And it's whoever either runs out of Pokemon in play or picks up their six prize cards first. So it it really resembles that old school Pokemon feel in the game. Like you got your six Pokemon, switching them out. Yeah, and and like in Pokemon, you can actually also run your deck out, which makes you lose. That too, yeah, if you run out of cards. Now, is it the same in Transformers? I can't remember. No, so in Transformers... As soon as your deck is drawn out, you mm-hmm. actually take your entire discard pile or graveyard 
and shuffle that back up and it becomes your deck again. Ah. And the reason for that is is when you, you know, we've talked about attacking and and defending to a lesser extent, the attacks damage your character has a sword and a shield icon, mm-hmm. sword for attack, shield for defense, uh, lest you think otherwise. The sword icon is compounded by action cards. It's compounded by upgrade upgrades like the weapon, armor, and utility. But you also flip a minimum of two cards from the top of your deck every turn. And there are these pips or battle points, uh, as the, they officially call them. But there's these little pips, which are colored icons on the top corner mm-hmm. that indicate uh, what they do when flipped from the top of your deck during a battle. So there's orange, which is attack. Uh, and they add each orange drawn in from the top of your deck adds to your sword total. Mm-hmm. There's blue. A defender would take blue and get additional shield. There's white, which is basically a bonus pip. And it gives you, the first time you see it on a, in a battle, it gives you two additional battle cards. So you go from two to four. Uh, with the combiner set, they came out with a green pip, which allows you to, if you s- expose it during a battle, like it's part of your flip, you can actually pick that card up in exchange for a card in your hand. So it's a way to, if you're burning cards and you're like, oh, sh- man, I just burned a card that I would rather have in my hand and I didn't get to draw it, mm-hmm. you can pick that up in exchange for maybe a bum card in your hand. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it adds a little more strategy to it. And then the last pip just came out a couple weeks ago. It's the black pip, and it gives you pierce. Do you remember what pierce is? Uh, I mean, by the by, what I remember in the name, it's something about ignoring the, the defenses, right? Yeah, so let's say I have three attack. You have three defense that would normally do zero, but let's say I had an upgrade on me that was Piercing Blaster, which it has a pierce of three. Mm-hmm. It's going to deal no more than what my attack total is, but a minimum of whatever mm-hmm. my total pierce value is. Minimum, got it. Yeah, so it's a minimum amount of damage. But let's say I had that on me and my base attack was only one. I have a pierce of three. I'm going to do one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So pierce is a this much damage is guaranteed to get through. Uh, it doesn't it, pierce adds up. So if you had three pierce and then you throw down a couple of black pips while you're flipping your cards over. Mm-hmm. Those stack. And the only way that's beneficial is if your character has high attack or you flipped additional orange pips as well so there's characters that have eight attack on their on the actual card that's Mm -hmm. like inherit they inherit it uh high pierce would be good for a character like that uh interesting yeah um in addition to pierce there's a couple other keywords on cards the keywords are uh indicative of some additional things that are key to the game 
There's bold, which is another way to supplement how many cards come off the top of your deck when you attack. So your character could have bold one, you get your two normal flips, a bold one, and which what's really cool is that bonus white pip, those two extra cards that stacks with that. So you could have some really gnarly attacks. Uh, Metroplex, I don't know if you've got them near you, but Metroplex actually lives off of Bold because he's got a pretty crazy ability that hinges on getting two of every color pip, two blues, mm-hmm. two whites, and two reds, or two oranges, uh, to, to trigger his ability. So he really lives off of Bold. If I remember, he also com- like combines with... He, he gets gains Bold for however many... Uh, ally um autobots or decepticons are out in play and gets stronger and stronger the more in play i think it is so his bold can get really crazy yeah he um he's got three guys that deploy out from under him Mm -hmm. and each one of them it's basically their sole purpose to keep him alive and power him up and buff him so if you're playing Metroplex, your goal is to get those guys out from under him. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what it was. It was they the all three. basically all of them give him some sort of bold, mm-hmm. and then there's cards that come with that pre-constructed deck that uh, buff up. Like it, it's it's crazy how yeah. how playable that deck is simply out of the box. How many games you can win? Yeah. And then the exact opposite of bold is tough. And can you guess what tough does? <laughs> uh let's see probably mm, sounds like the reverse of bold yeah 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 so you get as a defender if you have tough on your character either through an action card uh, an innate ability from your character or an upgrade you get to draw additional cards while you're on the defense so if you're building a deck that's heavy with blue uh, maybe you have high base attack damage mm-hmm. and you're building blue. You may want to run tough cards that allow you to get more than your two defense. Uh, from what I've seen when I've gone to events or played with others, more people are heavy on the orange, the aggro decks. Mm-hmm. So tough and, and those blue pips in your deck uh, are very, very good against that. And then we've there's a newer newer keyword called plan, which allows you if the card says to plan, it'll say plan one or plan two. That means you get to take two cards. You get to usually it's draw a card and then plan one. So it's like take a look at a card, either keep it in your hand or mm-hmm. return it or another one in your hand to the top of the deck. So you basically get to stack the deck so if you had a, a good card uh, pip wise like a double orange and you were about to attack and you were able to plan one mm. you'd get to take a card off the top of your deck that may be a bum card like a white pip or a green pip and put a double orange down on there to guarantee two extra damage oh okay yep uh they've got stealth and brave so stealth if you have an upgrade or an action or a character innate ability, stealth makes it so if able, the other character, uh, your opponent, cannot attack you if there are other 
bots on your side that can be attacked. So if you've got like a squishy bot, mm. not a lot of health, you can kind of defend them if they've got like a really good ability or they turn on or, or get better the longer the game goes on. Yeah, and I like that callback to uh, they're they're laying low. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're not in alt mode. They're not battling. Yeah, so that yeah, that stealth you could put on whoever you want to keep uh, keep stealth and not in the fray for mm -hmm. as long as possible. At some point, they're going to take damage. They're going to have to fight because again, the game is fast paced. So you're not. It's not a stall game. At some point, it's going to end. Uh, sooner rather than later. And Brave is the opposite. Brave makes it so people have to target that bot. So if you've got a big, beefy character or a character that you don't really care if it gets knocked out, that's what Brave is for. Interesting. Like a taunt. Like you're, uh... Basically, yeah, yeah. Like a taunt. Like a taunt. So, yeah, I mean... I'm super into the game. It was it's crazy how uh, I don't want to say I got addicted to it, but I got a free promotional card at a work convention I went to back in August. The game came out in September. Did you know I actually bought the starter pack for me and Kristen, my oh, wife, really? for those of you listening? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, so so Kristen, she plays games with me. We just beat Diablo uh, last month, I think. We played Toe Jam and Earl together. So we we do. She'll do nerdy things with me. Uh, usually not without me. Like she'll play Stardew Valley. Like that's her game. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I bought the starter pack. It was on sale, or I got a discount on it, or something. Basically, when the game came out, and we played. And then I got bit by the bug, and you know me. Like, I, I kind of go hard on things. If I like it, I'll go all out, just like with League of Legends. I have, all, like, a bunch of skins. So I ended up getting packs and really just liking to collect them. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you about the event that I, like, the Learn to Play event I hosted? You mentioned it before, but... Yeah, that place is out of business now. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, I don't know. That's it was quick. huge. It was it was a giant place, and I don't think card shops make a ton of money, and they didn't have a ton of attendance, but this place was enormous. And, yeah. But anyway, it's sad to see that the local gaming store went out of business. But, uh, yeah, I ran a, an event on a Sunday or a Saturday, gave out cards. People came from... Uh, at, 30, 30 to 45 minutes away just to play from like towns and towns over. And that was a blast. But um, yeah, and for those of you listening and Dave, you know this, like I started coding and I transitioned careers. I actually made, I was so into it and I wanted to test out my coding skills. I made a damage counter web app for this game because I didn't really want to buy a bunch of damage counters or, you know, dice and things like that. Mm -hmm. And also trying to figure out a way to like meld the two. Mm -hmm. So I made that damage counter app and I know there's a lot of people out there that actually like using it, which is yeah. cool. And I use it too. We used it at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely handy. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just went all in on it. And I don't go, I don't play every week. I probably went maybe once a month just because I don't want it to take over my life or like every other day or every weekend I'm doing that and, you know, not yeah. getting chores done or not hanging out with Kristen or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I have a good time with it. I get my cards out some nights and make new decks or organize them or whatever. Um, I'm always on the Facebook group. You guys can check out the Transformers Facebook group. It's huge. Uh, we, there's also breakouts for each state. So if you're looking for local groups, you can go to Transformers uh, Facebook group and, and figure that out. There's a ton of people on there. Uh, very helpful. Tell you what, what to buy. Uh, give you some advice on decks. And then you can figure out where the next organized play is at your local comic shop or game shop. Do you have a lot of uh, card shops where you're at, Dave? Um, yeah, well, so those those listening, um, I'm over in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a ton. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Dreamer's Vault. It's kind of small, really small, but um, that's the thing. You know, I... I Last time I was in there, I was asking about Transformers, and she said, and I, I'm not exaggerating, she said the second that they got all their new sets in, sold them out. Yeah, and I was, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's, the it's place wild. I was just at, um, when Siege, the War for Cybertron Siege set came out in June, mm-hmm. the box that we used for prizing and for our draft play, that was mm-hmm. the last box they had. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think um, I think like you were saying before, it's it's so easy to get into, and I like that you were saying it's you don't have to be the diehard go at it every single day to still feel in it, you know. Yeah. You still, uh, <laughs> I know Kristen still kicks your butt with an old deck. Yeah, dude. So that's the thing. Like I, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I will do. Uh, what they call fishbowl play, where I make a deck and then I have a deck uh, on the other end and I'll actually play solitaire against myself with these decks. Mm. And you'd think that you'd be kind of biased in sandbagging on the <laughs> yeah. other deck, and, which would make the deck you just made worse. But I don't do that. Uh, I typically, the deck that I made loses against the deck that I'm playing against. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, when I play with Kristen, yeah, yep, I always play against Metroplex because I know he'll smoke me. Uh, But when I play with Kristen and I don't like not play action cards or not upgrade or not play optimally, and she'll smoke me. Um, She doesn't like to play it, but she'll she'll play it with me just to appease me and uh, (laughs) satiate my my need to play. (laughs) Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of fun when I go out. And the cool thing is, is, I mean, I haven't played Magic. I played it maybe a little bit in the 90s. But the last big card game I played was the original Dragon Ball Z card game by Score, I think. And then the Pokemon card game. And maybe it's just the way I'm remembering it. But those people were just so... They looked down on you and, you know, everybody was angry, especially if there was like money or prizes on the line. Everybody was angry 
nobody was friendly. Yeah, Yeah, it's like I play games, especially if I'm spending a Sunday or a Saturday. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go there and have to, like, argue with anybody or have anybody, like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I can, there's certain things I can deal with. But so with the Transformers game, at least with the people I've been around, and I try Mm -hmm. to be friendly, introduce myself, shake hands as people walk in, make them feel welcome. But most people have been friendly. There's a there's a guy who actually runs the local, and I'm I'm in Michigan. Uh, the guy who runs our local Transformers events. He's he's awesome. He's uh, he'd give you his shirt off his back. He'll help you out with extra cards. Uh, if you're missing a certain guy, he'll trade with you. Um, but he he does a great job of running the events, and um, he he makes them really fun. And I, I love going there, and I love interacting with him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And I think it's cool because it's almost like a grassroots movement. When the game came out in September, it was... Wizards was really quiet about it. Basically, like, they put it out there to see how it would do. And there was no organized play. They have the Wizards Play Network, which is basically, if your store is part of it, it's like a sanctioned place where you get prize support from Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't exist until recently this year. Uh, and they had like a big tournament and there was prizes and a trophy. And there's going to be a giant tournament that takes winners, like the most winningest players from every venue mm. and, and pits them together in like one place. Oh. Uh, so it's going to be crazy. Yeah, wow. it's, um, yeah. So that grassroots feeling, it's like, even though maybe only... I don't know, five to ten people show up at best at an event or uh, at casual play opposed to what you would see at Friday Night Magic. It just feels like more of a community. People are happy to have somebody to play against and to talk to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's not a ton of egos, which is really cool. And then on Facebook, there's a few people that maybe have transitioned from Transformers and they're on there and they give snarky answers that aren't productive mm. or whatever. And I mean, that's just the internet, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, for the most part, people on there are very friendly and uh, it's an awesome community to be, to be a part of um, to actually see the game grow from what it was in September to what it was now. And it hasn't even been a year yet. And, the amount that it's grown is nuts. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So the 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 focus for me of Transformers is the characters. For the most part, all the characters are super unique looking. They have a different personality. If you watch the cartoons or even read the comics. So every character, I mean, that's the draw to it. There's hundreds of characters and each one's different. Almost like Pokemon, you can get drawn to a certain character Uh, Do you have a favorite, Dave? And maybe you may not even be able to name it, but do you have a favorite character that comes to mind? Um, A favorite character? Yeah. Uh, No, nothing. I I remember you showing me... um, What was that? uh, It's the reptile-based team that you were showing me. Uh, Dinobots. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's exactly. Dinobots. Yeah. Um, yeah, those ones seemed really uh, different. Like, like you might have to build a cool deck around it to get those to work. But 
Oh, yes. People have definitely built decks around the Dinobots. They're one of those aggro orange decks. Yeah. Because Grimlock does, like, splash damage. So if he smokes one of your guys and they die, yeah, anything overkill spills onto another character. Oh. Yeah. So it's a little, little <laughs> nuts. It could get a little out of hand. Yeah. So if you're building orange, let's say you had a character with five health left and he does 15, you're Oof. taking 10 extra damage somewhere. Oof. Wow. Yeah. High risk, high reward sounds like. But the thing is, is he's strong. Like, it's not like he's a glass cannon. Ah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's nuts, and he's got some crazy synergies. But um, what were we saying? What, oh, we were talking about, about favorite characters. Yeah, you so, got a favorite character? Yeah, so it's weird. The So I own the G1 show, like the entire collection on DVD, and I own the movie, which is awesome. The movie is actually really good. Um, I think it was 1986, Leonard Nimoy is yeah. one of the the voice actors. Did you know that the Optimus Prime voice actor is the same guy who's been doing it since the 80s? He's doing it for, like, he does it for the Michael Bay movies. Basically really? anything that he's in, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, if you get a chance uh, on Netflix, they've got a series called The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. And one, they go over, like, American toys that were super impactful. Barbie, Transformers, uh, they might do G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Star Trek, and it's these really cool documentaries on all these toy series. The Transformers one and that entire story, if you're at all interested in Transformers, watch The Toys That Made Us on Netflix. It's awesome. Mm. The Transformers one. The whole story behind it is crazy. Basically, uh, Hasbro, the people went over to Japan and saw what these other companies were doing and licensed the molds for these characters from different toy lines. Yeah. Brought them together. So Insecticons, different toy line. Uh, Megatron, Optimus, different toy lines, just transforming toys. Hey, we're going to make these under one brand called Transformers. Uh, and I may be butchering the history a little bit, but that's the gist. They Americanized it, gave them names like Optimus Prime, Megatron, Shockwave. Yeah. And, yeah, sold them under one brand. So some characters look a little bit different than other ones. You're like, why does this look different? Well, it's because it was not made by the same (laughs) folks. Yeah, and I, I always remember um, one of my favorite things about the TV show is how different all of them were. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the Decepticons, some of them, you know, I, I remember, I think it was Shockwave was like almost pink, like bright purple. And then, you know, it's complete opposite. You've got dark, dark colors and and then Bumblebee. Yeah, well... I don't know if you've ever watched the Generation 1 cartoon, or maybe you may have seen a meme or something like that of it, but the original Megatron, do you know what he transformed into? Uh, well, I know it wasn't, what, it wasn't a tank. No. It wasn't a jet. No, it was a gun. It was like a... Every Transformer had their own blaster. Yeah. He transformed into like a small pistol that... <laughs> 
So he would transform and jump into Starscream's hand or one of his lackey's hands, and they would fire him. <laughs> yeah. And that's because, I mean, the G1 show was really just an advertisement for the toys. Mm-hmm. That's at least me watching it. It's like they say every character's name out loud. Like, all right, Blaster. <laughs> oh, Mom, yeah. I want Blaster. <laughs> uh but, I mean, you can't go to the toy shelf and see Megatron as a gun, and then he transforms into a tank. But yeah. they, yeah, I think now, in canon, he is a, a big tank. Yeah, um, that's funny that he, him transforming into something puny that one of his cronies has to use. Yeah, I read somewhere, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I read somewhere that the reason... The reasoning they gave behind it is that all of his power concentrated into a like a super awesome blast when it was fired. So I, I guess it was it. stronger than getting shot normally. <laughs> yeah. It's the Megatron. But, Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. So there's been three releases of the of the card game. The top printed cards, like characters that have had reprints, and it's probably not a surprise, but it's Optimus Prime, Megatron, and then I'm sure you can guess the third. Is it Bumblebee? Yeah, Bumblebee. Bumblebee, I think, has (laughs) at least five or six cards. Wow. Yeah. Now, are they all different, or are they... they Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all different. Different stats, different abilities, different art. That's cool. Uh, different rarities. Up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, the only reason I think that they have that is that, I mean, Bumblebee is, he was a cute, like, puppy dog R2-D2 character in all the Michael Bay movies. Yeah. He had his own movie. And in all the cartoons since the Michael Bay movies, he's a big deal. But, I mean, in the cartoon, he was somewhat prominent, but not, I mean... Not as as prominent as uh, as he is now. He's, he wasn't as popular back then. Uh, at least watching the cartoon, he was uh, yeah not as popular. I mean, Ironhide I think was more synonymous with the Transformers cartoon yeah. than, than Bumblebee was. But it is what it is. He's got a lot of prints. He's got the super rare card is probably his coolest art. I think. Uh, the super rare from wave one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any plans to, I know you and I have talked about trying to play over video. Do you have any plans to maybe get out there and and try playing at some point? Yeah. You know where your scene is. That's a, that's a good question. I, uh, like I was saying, I went to the local shop the other day to pick up, uh, I think I was picking up a new set of dice. Um, Mm -hmm. and, I was just asking him because you just mentioned that a new wave uh, was coming out, and like I said, they were sold out. So my first, my next question was, "Well, <laughs> those people buying the cards, are they playing here?" Um, and she actually said, uh, she told me they do events. Um, I think it's once every two weeks. Uh, they'll do a Transformers night, and she said it's booming. You know about? I mean, well, when I say booming, maybe twenty. 25 people um okay. yeah i think i'm 
I'm definitely going to check it out. I I hesitated at first. I wanted to see where the game was going, and I really like all the new features they've added, like the different pips. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if if you're not a giant Transformers fan or even a casual Transformers fan, I mean, definitely don't go all in on it, but it'd definitely be sweet if you picked it up a little bit more and we were able to. I know you're, you're coming into town here in a little while. Uh, it'd be awesome to rematch um, <laughs> yeah. yeah if somebody's already got a scene going that's cool because you don't have to work as hard to yeah. uh, get people to show up but that'd be awesome you could even i mean with as strong as that metroplex deck is plus the other packs you got i don't know i don't remember what cards you had uh extra but uh, the metroplex deck could actually at least get you placed and then you can get you can win more packs <laughs> yeah Build something else. Uh, but, I mean, hey, I like using the Metroplex. He's sweet. Yeah, yeah, you gotta... I think that's one of the bummers about card games for me is all the extra stuff you have to... You don't have to, but if you want to protect your cards and all that, the extra stuff you have to buy, you gotta buy sleeves. You gotta buy a box for your deck to carry in so you don't look like a weirdo, like carrying <laughs> it around in a plastic bag. Uh, you gotta buy a, you know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, top loaders, the hard sleeves for your cards. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise your cards are going to deteriorate after slamming them down. Uh, but I think that's that's a big bummer, is, is having to buy all that stuff. I mean, once you've bought the cards, to have to spend 10, 20, 50 bucks on accoutrements, uh some people get really into that i'm not a, i'm not a huge fan of having to buy play mats and a yeah. tube for your play mat and then a specialized backpack that holds all that stuff <laughs> Jeez, the list goes on yeah it it's it could be staggering but i mean to each their own i know some folks out there really like to pick up all that extra stuff they get purple sleeves for their decepticon deck I mean, oh yeah winning in style it definitely feels good so, uh, yeah, man, it's it's something uh, I, I'm super into. We got to play after maybe since I've already got you on this podcast, maybe we can turn <laughs> on the FaceTime or the, the Google Hangouts and and throw down. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, my goal is to uh, hopefully next episode uh, talk a little bit more about what the meta is. Talk about the rules roundups, get a little bit uh, deeper into that. I'm sure we'll have some feedback from the people that listen to this, uh, things we could change. Mm -hmm. um, I know you probably won't be on every episode, but uh, as often as you can make it, I'd appreciate it. Update, the, update people on uh, your journey to getting into it, uh, or I can razz you about not getting into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, at some point I'd like to have have interviews with people that actually work at Wizards and work on this game. That'd be a blast. Um, I wish I had the name of the the guy who won the most recent giant tournament. Um, let me bring it up here. Uh, I'm, that's going to take me too long to bring it up, I bet. Um, but uh, get him on here and talk to him about uh, what that experience was like uh, because uh, I'm sure you'd have a, a lot of awesome strategies to share and uh, give some insight on what the tournament scene is like as well. 
the the last tournament I went to for the siege release, Dave, mm-hmm. I lost every single game but the last mm. two. Yeah. And so uh, the setup for it was six packs. You you paid twenty bucks. You got six packs. Everybody opened them, and that was your deck. Uh, you had to still abide by the twenty five uh, character star rule, uh, which wasn't an issue. So I actually drew super rare shockwave. Oh, which is I don't know, maybe anywhere from like a fifty to eighty dollar card on eBay, depending on what somebody's <laughs> no willing to pay. So I drew that, and he's a pretty awesome card, and I had some pretty good support for him. Um, but maybe I just didn't, maybe I was rushed or I didn't want to play him for some reason, but I ended up running Trailbreaker, Sideswipe, and Red Alert. Three Autobots, uh, not a ton of synergy there, but I, I thought it was better. The two games that I won was when I asked for permission to switch out my character cards, which was fine. And I ran Shockwave. Uh, Ravage one of uh, Soundwave's guys Ravage Mm -hmm. and Blowpipe and Blowpipe was a battle master so when he got KO'd he was a weapon for Shockwave oh and dude I was laying waste (laughs) yep I was like man if I would have been playing that deck the entire time I would have placed and gotten my gotten more wizard play network points which i think add up so you can actually end up going to the event if you've got enough points oh nice uh, like their penultimate event but uh yeah instead i just got smoked every single round until i switched out so it is what it is yeah salty live and learn Yeah. yeah yeah not salty at all yeah i just wanted to give everybody else a chance and make them feel better Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to, to wrap up, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, I plan to come out with more episodes as long as people are interested. Uh, and as long as this game goes, hopefully it goes for a long time to come. Uh, you, I, I recommend you guys going to the Transformers trading card game website, the official Hasbro website. Check out the rules. Check out the products that are available like the Metroplex deck that we've plugged like a million times, free advertisement. Uh, Check out the Facebook page, the unofficial Transformers trading card game Facebook group. Follow the official Transformers trading card page because they post a lot of awesome spoilers for new cards. Uh, The rules roundup, uh, some new rulings about cards that have been released and how they interact with each other. And then you may have a local group for where you live that you can also join and figure out uh, where the best place to play is uh thank you for listening to the double pip cast the first episode i've been cam i'm dave and i hope to see you guys next time later everybody